0: studios here's mike gill all right five o'clock hour driving you home it is a thursday sal pal tomorrow jeff mosher chad millman casey joiner but the rest of our hour we got plenty more to do the nfl schedule we'll take a look at Sports Pass Live, 97.3 ESPN. It's brought to you by JCPenney. Hurry, shop thousands of TGI Black Friday deals early Friday and Sunday. Only at JCPenney get them before they are gone. It is the Sports bash All right, it's time for the NFL schedule. We take a look at each game, kind of give our thoughts on that game and try to guess the line for that game. Week 9 in the NFL starts tonight with Green Bay and San Francisco. We will uh, take a look at the full Sunday slate and all of that coming up right now here on the Sports Pass Live on 97.3 ESPN. Let's get into it. Green Bay and San Francisco tonight. You've got a bagged up San Francisco team. You've got a banged up Green Bay team. You got the COVID situation. All kind of a crazy game. Jeff Pasquino earlier told us he said this is more look like uh, looks more like a preseason game. 49ers at home I don't know. Green Bay's got to prove that they can go on the road and win this type of game. Uh, I would imagine, though, Green Bay is a road favorite here with the banged-up 49ers. Give me Green Bay two and a half. Six
1: minutes ago, Schefter tweeted that Aaron Jones is expected to play, so that's big news definitely for Green Bay. uh, I'll give them the three. I'll give Green Bay the standard three. This San Francisco team is falling apart.
2: Gentlemen, Packers are currently favored by seven. In this Whoa. game. Yes. Now, you could get it for six and a half over at DraftKings, but the majority of the books have it at seven or six and a half, so much larger number than you would expect. What did it open up at? It opened up at six. Okay. For the Packers. Hmm. The Packers have been the universal favorite all week because of the fact that, remember, even before the COVID tests knocked out a handful of guys, the 49ers were going to be without Jimmy Garoppolo, without George Kittle, and they traded Kwan Alexander this week.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, this one's tough. I mean, there's so many layers to what's going to happen tonight in this game. It is a wild story.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. You get the Thursday night game with two good teams, and you have all these injuries and all the craziness with the COVID going on. Sunday slate, here we go. Denver is taking on Atlanta. This is a kind of game. Atlanta stinks. Denver, it's kind of exciting, though, to see where Locke goes. If they win this game, that's going to put them in in an interesting spot. Denver on the road, though. I don't think Denver's ready to be a road favorite in this game. Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta and Minnesota are the two teams, like, every week where, you, you, th- like, their offense can just go off, and if their defense shows up, like, they could beat anybody. I'll take Atlanta at home here probably by, you know, the standard three because Denver coming off a nice win last week. That's what I'm thinking as well.
1: Denver is not ready to be that home, or uh, excuse me, that road favorite yet, and this Atlanta team... Oh, it's miserable at times, but you never know. Any week they could do something that makes you think, oh, there's the Atlanta that they could be. I'll give them the standard as well. Three points for
2: Atlanta. Atlanta is favored, and they're favored by four. You were close, though. By the way, we should note, though, your Denver Broncos are 3-0 on the road against the spread this year. Hey now,
0: there's something for you. How about that? All right, Seattle's taking on Buffalo. Good one. A couple of good teams. Six and one, five, uh, six and two for Buffalo. Six and one for Seattle. Buffalo's at home, so you got Seattle going all the way across the country in this one. Buffalo hasn't shown me though that they can really step up and beat a good team. I don't know if they're are they are home favorite in this game against a very good Seattle team, but Seattle. Now, keep in mind, last year Seattle, remember, crossed the country so many times they won almost every single one of those games. So that hasn't bothered them. Although historically, they're a much different team outside of the 12th man, who's not really there this year. But I would imagine Buffalo's got to get a little respect, but it's close. Give me Buffalo favored by one at home.
1: That rule doesn't apply for the Seattle Seahawks when it when it comes to the one o'clock game going from west to east. It's just not even a factor for that squad of teams. They always are playing fantastic over here. Yeah, this one's absolutely tough. I'll go with Seattle favored by one.
2: Bros, you have the right idea, at least. You go in the right direction, but you got to go a little more. Seattle is favored by three.
0: Wow.
2: They opened at one and a half, but the Sharp money came in Tuesday and Wednesday and pushed that number because the Sharp guys were jumping on Seattle at that one and a half, so now it's three.
0: Wow, disrespecting Buffalo a little bit. With good reason. Yeah, definitely. It's not like the opponent isn't special. Chicago at Tennessee. We know this game uh, was six and a half. You got the Titans at home. Chicago really struggles offensively. Tennessee coming off two straight losses. I don't know that I see this team losing three straight here. I think they get back on their winning ways and kind of hand the ball off, kind of try to beat up on this Chicago defense. So Tennessee, six and a half. We know that. At home, but I'm interested to see what the people think because you got Chicago five and three Tennessee streaking with two straight losses. How will Tennessee
1: be able to operate offensively against Chicago's defense? That's the matchup I would like to see.
2: So keep in mind what Jr. said earlier that the Bears are three and one on the road against the spread. So even though the Titans are favored currently, the universal number is six and a half. It's a split down the middle. 50-50 is the betting public on the spread. Now, the bigger number is 55% are going over the 47.5, which is interesting because these are two teams that you would think would have better defenses than that.
0: All right, Baltimore at Indy, we have this game for you on 97.3 ESPN. Colts at home, 5-2. They had that one loss earlier to Jacksonville, and I feel like that's the loss that's kind of not making people believe in this team, because they've been pretty good other than that game. Baltimore hasn't shown. They lost to Pittsburgh. They lost to Kansas City. Can they beat a good 5-2 Colts team on the road? I think Baltimore is in an interesting spot here. The line's kind of been moving. I think it's right around 1, two and a half, depending on what app you use at this point. But Indianapolis at home being a dog, I kind of like that a little bit. But Baltimore team, they got to show that they can beat a team with a winning record. So I think it's like 2, somewhere in that range. I'm just concerned looking at the Lamar Jackson Baltimore thing. favored, by
1: the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Lamar Jackson, you know, the conversation with him, it just gets heavier and heavier, and at some point he's going to have to snap out of it, and we haven't seen it yet. This is going to be, you know, it's not the biggest test in the world, but I do think it's something to keep an eye out on. Can Lamar Jackson go on the road and beat a good defense in the Colts?
2: Baltimore is currently favored at one and a half. Now, the thing to watch out for this game, guys, it opened at three. The sharp money came in heavy on the Colts, on that number, to get that down to the one and a half. But 60% of the public money is going to the Ravens. So who do you trust? The sharp money going to the Colts, or the public money going to the Ravens?
1: I'm
0: going to take my shot with the sharp money. As you should. Um, Carolina at Kansas City. Chiefs at home. Carolina's starting to struggle a little bit. I mean... Their defense is not very good. I think it's a good spot for Kansas City. Probably like the over in this game a little bit. I like to see what that is. But I figure Kansas City's gotta be like ten and a half. Carolina's defense is pretty weak. Their offense is okay. But I think Kansas City I mean they're sleepwalking through this season. Jets twenty one. I'm double digits here. I'm gonna go ten and a half Kansas City. When I saw it, I initially thought this has to be double digits, and ten
1: stood out to me, so I'm gonna go Kansas City ten.
2: Kansas City, as Mike Gill said, 10 and a half Hey-o. for the Chiefs at home. Nailed it. By the way, 54% of public money is going with double-digit numbers. There's some people who are a little wary. I'll take that number. You asked about the over under, Mike. It's 52 and a half.
0: Do you like that? It's a little high. It is, but uh, I kind of like it. All I right. mean, I think 38, something like that for Kansas City. Maybe thirty-eight twenty. Get you to 58. Yeah. Feel good. All right. All right, uh, Detroit and Minnesota. How about that? No, division game. no Matt Stafford, though, Yeah, right? he's on the COVID list. Is well, he officially out?
2: So, he, if he tests negative, I think it's the next three days, he can play Sunday. He did not test positive for COVID. He was in contact with a high-risk individual outside the facility.
1: How do you set the lines, though, when you're... You know, trying to come up with the spread when you don't know if Matt Stafford's going to play. Now, that's such a big deal, the outcome.
0: It's a huge deal. I don't think there probably isn't a lot. That's what I'm going to say. Is it closed?
1: That's what I was going to ask.
2: Well, the line opened at four and a half. There are certain books who are still offering you Detroit four. They're not offering you a bet on Minnesota. They're only offering you bets on the Lions. So, let me ask you guys that. Would you take the Detroit spread no matter what it was knowing that Matt Stafford may or may not play?
1: Probably not cuz I feel this is a game that Minnesota could win.
0: I don't think I would take Minnesota it. beat Green Bay last week. They're coming off of that. They now they're at home. I would imagine they're probably a favorite in this game.
2: They have yeah, the favorite, they are. yeah. by 4.
1: But oh, you they- can't take but you can't take it right now because you don't know the Lions. They're but only he- offering the Lions
2: spread. Right, they're only offering you the spread on the Lions right now, a lot of folks. They're not letting you bet on Minnesota, according to... I
1: wouldn't take that, Josh, just because I feel Minnesota's going to win by more than that anyway, regardless of who's playing. So, me personally, I would probably stick away from the Lions' side.
2: By the way, the over-under on this game is 52. You can bet the over, not the under in that, and the over is set at minus 110 for the 52. I think,
0: uh, well, Minnesota's defense is pretty bad. But if Stafford doesn't play, I'd probably be inclined to take the under in that game.
1: Who's their backup? Is it still Blau? Remember when Blau came in last oh, year? Oh, gee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Orlovsky still. Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> <laughs> David Blau. Oh, remember that? Still a, yeah. He I played at Purdue, right? Baldy said. He said, Danucci should should be playing quarterback in this league or any other league. Yeah. There's a league out there for him, but it's not this one. <laughs> Pretty bad. All right, uh... Go to the NFC East here.
2: Oh, wait. Your backup quarterback, Blau, is the third string quarterback. Former Eagle Chase Daniel is the backup. There you go. No, he's not bad.
1: Wonder how much he's getting paid there. Competent. Got, got, got he got
0: pa- paid
2: a lot got, here. Got
0: paid some good cash here.
2: He's been a nice little career for himself, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, I would say so. Backpacking around the world, making four or five mil. It's not bad if you can get it. Seems okay. Seems okay. Detroit's, uh, excuse me, New York's playing Washington. Oof. A little NSC thriller. Got the Giants on the road at Washington. This is an interesting game. Washington wins this. They get to the three and five. Giants win. They're just two and seven. So uh that keeps them kind of in the mix a little bit. But I think Washington is a little bit more trustworthy. I don't know. I think New York's the team I like more, but Washington at home. I say trustworthy. Jeez. You call this a thriller as well, by yeah. the way. Well, well, what? <laughs> Give me Washington favored by two, but I don't love it. I like, I kind of like the Giants here. Uh, I like Washington here at three
1: points, favored by three points.
2: Washington is favored two and a half. Split the difference, there, guys. Now you can get a slightly different number elsewhere. You can get a one and a half at a couple books. You can get a three if you live in Colorado. I don't know why, but just to let you know.
0: What was that?
2: I said you could get the line at three if you go to Colorado.
1: Maybe we have some Colorado listeners.
2: You can get one and a half if you bet offshore.
0: All right. Relax. All right, let's go to uh, Houston and Jacksonville. One and six versus one and six. Jacksonville. Who's playing quarterback this week there?
2: For the Jags? Yeah. I don't think they've announced a starter yet. I actually.
0: thought uh, Pisquino said there was a guy playing quarterback that he liked because uh, DJ uh, Chark, he said he's back this week. That's how bad Jacksonville has been to the point where. Wait a minute. What good are you if you are. don't remember the backup quarterback for the Jags? Come on now.
2: <laughs> well, Minshew is still currently listed as questionable, so yeah. he hasn't been ruled out.
0: Jake Luton, there you go. That's is that his he name. He Luton, yeah, Luton. 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 Jake Luton. Remember J.P. Losman? Think about all I these. You J.P. First round pick. Probably. Talk about Blau. Was, We're talking about was the that Toledo? Team? He was from? I don't think so. It's crazy. It's either Toledo or Tulane. One of those two.
1: What a year for the quarterbacks.
0: Uh Deshaun Watson on the road against Jacksonville. I mean, I gotta like Houston in this spot. I mean, I imagine they're a favorite, even at one and six on the road. You're a road a road one and six favorite. That's how bad Jacksonville is. Give me Houston by three. Houston by three. I think it's your standard set here.
2: Boys, you're off. This is Houston by seven.
1: Okay. We're we played we th- played it safe.
2: Well, it opened at seven and it stayed at seven. The money is not going heavy on the spread for this game. The money is going heavy on the under. 60% of the bets are going under 50 and a half.
1: Imagine being a one-win team eight weeks into the season, and you are a seven-point favorite on
0: the road. Unbelievable. That is embarrassing. Jacksonville is, is hideous. They should shut that franchise down for being a seven-point home favorite against a one-in-six franchise. With an interim head coach. I was just going to say that. With the head coach firings, with J.J. Watt screaming at the the old coach. I mean, it's a
1: nightmare.
2: There's one problem with all of this. Your Houston Texans this year are 0-3 on the road against the spread.
0: You throw that out the window in Jacksonville. <laughs> all right, Vegas at the Chargers. Chargers coming off that awful loss last week. Uh, Vegas is just so nondescript. I mean, they're not good. They're not bad. They're just blah. The Chargers, you know, I love the kid Herbert, but they just uh, can't hold on to a lead. i got to imagine, though, uh, Chargers are home. Fa- I mean, if they're a favorite, it's small. One, one and a half, Chargers.
1: I'm going to go Vegas as the favorite, but very similar to what you said. Very small. Maybe one point. Vegas by one.
2: Bro's your way off. Okay. This, is, uh, this is Vegas. At, this is Chargers at one. Okay. It opened at Chargers three. But there's been a lot of money coming in from the public on Vegas, so I moved it to one.
0: There we go. All right. That's a tough one, though. Pittsburgh, Dallas. Got the Cowboys here. Now, who's playing quarterback this week? Is it Gilbert Grape? I believe so.
2: According to Todd <laughs> <Hardy>. a movie? <laughs> What's <laughs> no, eating no Gilbert
1: Grape? It's something. Though, Gilbert something. Garrett. Yeah, Garrett. That's what it is. Gilbert Garrett, right? No, the, the movie I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I thought you meant the actual quarterback playing. I don't know. There was a movie called, what's uh,
0: something Gilbert Grape, right? Seems out of my league. What's Eating Gilbert Grape, 1993? Never heard of it. Starring Johnny Depp. You ever heard of him?
2: I've heard of Johnny Depp. Yes. Do
0: some research. Uh, Come on. You don't think I know who that is? (laughs) Surprise you're not going
1: with
2: Cooper Rush, though. Hold on. You're telling the guy who's watched way more movies than you to do research?
0: I'm kidding, Josh. (laughs) Calm down. My Lord. Takes everything too literal. See there, bros? Well, how about this? Something hilarious popped up earlier. And Josh is the
1: guy that laughs at everything. Me and you, we're cracking up like, that's so funny. Yeah. Josh said, eh, you know
0: what? I'd- not funny. He said, I'd Josh chuckle. Josh could pick up that coffee cup and be like, I just picked up this coffee cup. Ha, 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 Right. You told something that I laughed at. I thought it was funny. And Josh said, eh, not so funny. He said, I'd chuckle.
1: I said, I chuckle said it
2: was worth a chuckle.
1: Worth a chuckle. Yet it was the funniest thing we probably said all week.
0: Just saying. Yeah. And I said it. What gives? Johnny Depp. What's eating Gilbert Grape? How do you not know the movie?
2: Come on, Josh. Who's
0: the quarterback for the Cowboys? Garrett. Jason Garrett is no. playing quarterback? Gilbert, <laughs> Gilbert Garrett. Garrett. Gilbert
2: Garrett. The former Texas quarterback. They oh.
0: split snaps, by the way, Wednesday. Him and Cooper Rush.
1: But
2: according to Todd Archer and uh, Ed Warner, that what happened to Gilbert the is in the lead. He's been benched.
1: Oh, that's oh, unfortunate. Man. You only give him one game. What a joke. Maybe Jerry, he can be
2: something. Jerry Jones was said he was in over his head.
0: I disagree. I think Jerry Jones is in over his head. <laughs> Who benches <laughs> him? <laughs> yeah, great idea. Bench him. All right, it's just against the Steelers. I mean, it's a big number here. I think we talked about this with JR. Double digits, 13 and a half. I'd probably jump on the 13 and a half before that thing. I think that thing's going to end up at 17 by the end of the week. I would take the Steelers 13 and a half, no doubt. If it gets
1: to 17, though, no, I would you stay away?
0: I think it'll be around 15 or 16. Would that scare you, though? If you had to force me, I'd take Pittsburgh. Right, yeah. I there's Kansas City last week.
1: Right, yeah. It's like the. I was just going to say, it's like the Chiefs-Jets matchup. You never bet on the Jets to cover a 20-point spread. You just hope that the best team can do it. So, I'd take 13.5, though.
2: Pittsburgh currently sits at 14. 70% of the money is going Steelers on the spread. Interestingly enough, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that actually does cover the spread very often. In fact... In the last five years, according to Doug Kazarian of ESPN, the Steelers have covered a double-digit spread six out of the last seven times.
0: I think they covered in this spot, too. Me, too. All right, uh, Miami's at, and by the way, Pittsburgh-Dallas will have that game on 97.3 ESPN Sunday. It's the 4 o'clock game. Miami and Arizona, these are two teams that I like. I liked Arizona before the season started. That was one of my teams uh, that I was up on. I like this Miami team. Now they play each other. I'm a little conflicted here. I don't know what to do. No way. There's no way Miami's going to be a favorite. No, Arizona's a favorite. Okay, I thought I'm that's saying. what you were saying. No, no, I like these two teams, though. Oh, two yeah. Us, Murray. Forget the quarterback. Let's have a race. Who's <laughs> the fastest out of those two guys? That's, those two guys can
1: burn. That's all they do? They don't even play the game? They just race each other? Right. Uh, Arizona, <laughs> I got to go four and a half. Yeah, Arizona is definitely going to be the favorite here. I, I'm going to go... Three and a half.
2: Arizona, four and a half.
1: Something tells me he's got the answers over there. That's twice now. Ridiculous. Me? Yeah, you. All right.
0: All right. We'll see my notes. I thought you didn't take notes, Mister. I have it in my head all the time. No, I take them during the show. Huh? I write down the quotes that I like from the guests. I see you over there. There you go. John Clayton, seven. That was yesterday. Never mind. <laughs> it's old paper. <laughs> All right, Sunday night, 97.3 ESPN, Saints and Bucks. Good game. Great game. Tampa at home, Saints going in, they beat them once. You know, I read a stat that said, um, John Elway, um, Tom Brady hasn't been swept by a division team in 19 years. Well, when you play in the AFC East. Right, well, if he loses this game, he's going to get swept by the Saints. Right.
1: Give me Tampa by three and a half in this one. Definitely going to be close. Antonio Brown, though, how much of a difference will he make to that offense? Tampa Bay, four.
2: Broads nailed it. It is four. It opened at four and a half, but the money has moved it to four as 55% of the bets are going New Orleans on the spread. The over-under is interesting, 50 and a half. Any interest in that number?
0: Yeah, 50 and a half, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I think there's points in this game. Tampa Bay's defense is tough, though. You
1: know, they play tough. They do, but I think uh, they can. You know, both teams can
0: obviously score some points. They have the ability to. All right, then the Monday nighter: New England and the Jets. That's what we get on Monday night. Do we get another election? <laughs> Please, no. Don't even joke about that. What are you thinking here? I mean, the Jets at home—they got to be an underdog, of course. Give but by how and New England by. It's like New England's not good, but they're New England. It's like you're five and a half. Okay, I'm thinking touchdown, and I know that's crazy, but that's really just showing
1: you how much I feel about the Jets, which should not be shocking. Touchdown.
2: Patriots, currently seven and a half. Wow. Now we should note, the Jets have covered one game this year, and that was at home.
0: All right. Well, the Jets stink. But
2: could they this... covered one game this could year. There, could this
0: be
1: their victory?
2: <laughs> no. No. Okay. But could they cover?
0: Yeah, I I think they could cover. Trying to find my five this week. Catch New England. Not easy. I got New Orleans, Tampa, Miami, Arizona, Baltimore, Indy, Seattle, Buffalo. And I'll throw in. (laughs) <laughs> Giants-Washington just because it's a little NFC East and it has a little bit of, a, uh, you know, factor in this. I was going to say that. You labeled it a thriller. It's got to be in the five. No doubt. It's just, you know, if Washington wins, they kind of keep pace with you. you like to see New York win that game. Well, if oh, New York won- wins, then you're playing them. They can win two in a row. Then they're three wins. Right. Cause then they start to get like a little confidence. It's probably, I don't know. Which which way do you rather see happen there? Washington wins. you and they stay kind of on your heels, or New York wins, and then they have a little momentum. If I'm going to play the number game, I would think maybe
1: Giants winning would be the best bet, because then that pushes Washington down a bit. But you're right; they'd have momentum coming off of the Eagles by with the chance to win. I don't feel great about this Giants
0: matchup in the week. <laughs> Can you imagine saying, "I don't feel good about the Giants, and I want to win the division and make the playoffs." That's See the problem 20, here? That's 2020. My Lord. All right, Sports Pass Live, 97.3 ESPN. We'll update the poll question on the other side. We got that. We got a lot of texts uh, from you guys, 609-403-0973, 609-403-0973. We'll do uh, the poll question on the other side. Stick around the Sports bash. Ryan Radke from Westwood One with a Thursday night football preview. Back to the Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN. ESPN. All right, 530 on the Sports Bash, 97.3 ESPN. Mike and Broads taking you till the top of the hour tonight. Josh has game night with Andy McNamara at 620, so stick around for that. I know that um, we did ask Mike and Broads a while ago, but we didn't get to this question. It kind of slipped through the cracks. Yeah, we got a couple over here as well if you wanted to dive into a couple, but go ahead. Flat wing or drum wing? I prefer...
1: I love both, but I think a nice drum is better. Yeah. But I think here's why I like the drum so
0: much is, so you said you— I had a buddy of mine when we got wings. He liked the drums. I mean, I like the drums. He liked the flats, and we just split them right down like that. Okay, so— We just did that all the time. Like, you take them, I'll take these. We didn't have to— You don't want to be the guy who's always picking the big wing, and, you know, everyone's fighting for them, and then it's all that's left over. It's the flat guys. You're like, Sorry. See, I grab whatever, but I feel the reason why I like the
1: drum so much, and maybe I'm overanalyzing, when I do eat some of the flat ones, then I get to the drum and I'm like, yeah. So
0: because I'm eating yeah, some Yeah, but what if the, the f- other guy gets them first?
1: Well, you see, I, you're overthinking. You're the one overthinking. I just put some on a plate. Whatever's on my plate, I'm eating. No, so when I go and get the freshies, I'm getting the, the, the wings. So you're picking- it's like I used yeah. to I used to have like Starburst when you walked into my old house, there'd be like Starburst right in front in a bowl, and every time I walk in there'd be no red, there'd be no pink, because people pick. You're the picker of the
0: wing. Well, it's funny because I like a yellow Starburst. I like a yellow. Nobody likes the yellow. There's no such thing as a bad starburst. I like a white and yellow gummy bear.
1: I'm not I against don't like it. the
0: green gummy bear.
1: See, I'm not anti anything. When I get gummy bears, I put all of them into my hand and I just pop them right into my mouth. Like, I don't care about what color they are, what flavor I have. I grab and I put in the mouth. I don't pick. I'm not a p- food picker guy, candy picker. No, whatever's in the hand, eating it.
0: Yeah, see, I'll go for the white ones and the yellow ones because most people don't like the yellow one. That's true, but what if someone like me who enjoys it
1: here and there and now I'm screwed? I go into the same bag and I'm stuck with everything else. Um,. Well, you don't mind then. Well, I do like it once in a, you know, once in a blue moon in a handful. It's not like I'm anti at all. So I would like there to be some. So please no picking if I ever come over and you have gummy bear sitting there.
0: You know? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, hey, you could have all the greens and the reds and the orange. I'll even give you the orange. You would do that though? I'll give you the extra color. You can have three to my two if I can have all the whites and the yellows. Why don't at that point you just go to Amazon or go somewhere
1: and order a big bag of just the colors that you'd like? Wouldn't that be easier than being the picker that you are? You're kind of frustrating me because I hate the pickers. Not
0: going to lie to you. It hurts me. <laughs> well, here's the thing I. I. Say, when everybody puts the food out there, I try to let somebody else go first. Hey, you pick what you want. And then if you're going to kind of pick around, I'm going to say, all right, you left me this. So then I don't feel like I was the first one that went in there. All right. We're starting to
1: take steps in the right direction, but I'm not totally fulfilled with your answer. You want me to read off some of, uh, some yeah. of the other questions? Absolutely. All right. So <laughs> this guy's name is Sam Hinky. so I'm assuming this is not the actual Sam Hickey, and someone just made the name when they tweeted in. But Devin Booker wants out. Would you trade Ben for him over, let's say, James Harden? Hypothetical, of course. It's not anything too serious. But there are rumors that Booker wants out of Phoenix. And there was the rumor about the the 76ers maybe being interested in Harden. If you could choose Ben Simmons for Harden or Ben Simmons for Booker, which one would you go? Big fan of Booker. Younger. If the age was a factor for you with the Harden deal, trading someone who's twenty four for thirty years old, you have someone in Booker who's reasonable in age for you to still be satisfied, I would imagine. Yeah, I like Booker a lot. I'm a big fan of him. You pair up Booker and Embiid. Yeah. But that's not ready to win now. Harden no, would be ready to Booker win now. Booker
0: is like You don't uh, win with the star at that age though. You just don't. Oh, he's been in the league the same draft as Embiid, right? Was it Booker in the Embiid draft? That doesn't sound. I don't think he's that that age though. Well, all these guys
1: come out when they're. in... He's twenty four. He's the same age as Ben. So was he MB's in the 26. Ben draft?
0: Then he was in the Ben draft. What year was Booker? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. So that is the neither one draft. Okafor. Okafor. Oh, Okafor. Okafor. So he was in the middle. Yeah, of I was going to say I don't. I didn't think he it was, was the same Bede, age. And then
1: Okafor, and then. So, Ben is the same age as Devin Booker. You'd be swapping ages. You're just getting a yeah, different type 15, of player.
0: he's going into his 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Going into his, what, sixth year now? I mean, he's getting close. So, you like that over James Harden? I like it over James Harden for two reasons. One, I think he's a guy that, let me let me just confirm that. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, he's going into his sixth season now. Um, He's played five years. I'm not saying he's a hundred percent ready, but I think he's right there. He probably probably needs two more years to be like right there. Yeah, twenty six, twenty seven. That's when I'm and always you're big. get him it. in his prime years where Harden, if you don't win in the first or second year, you're gonna start wondering, eh, am I getting him on the back end? Whereas Booker, if I don't win in my first and second year, I still have third, fourth, fifth. I mean, he's still right in his prime. So yeah, I like Booker. I like a Booker deal better.
1: Is it an automatic to you, though? When I lay that out to you, Ben Simmons, Booker, do you have to think about it? Are you questioning, or are you like, yes, we are doing this? Because I still have to take a couple steps back and look at Ben Simmons. Like I I feel very high on Ben Simmons. I think his defense is tremendous. I think there's so much value there. Not saying Booker has none. Of course he does. I still need a couple seconds here to assess this. Yeah, I don't think it's a home. I
0: mean, Booker, for as good as he is— He's 35% from three, which isn't tremendous. It's, you know, it's average. Uh, he's a high-volume scorer. He scores 27 points a game. Um, he can handle the ball. I mean, he does a lot of that stuff. He's younger. You know, I, I like Booker a lot. I would definitely consider that
1: one. I would consider that more than the James Harden one. I think you're onto something there with the two. Because with Harden, it's, hey, here's your here's your two-year window, maybe three-year window, and that's about it. Then it's over. Then what do you do?
0: Then you have an Embiid
1: that's 30-something, 29 years old. You're in a different ballpark.
0: Well, we asked Daryl Morey, the Sixers' new president of basketball operations on Tuesday. show and if you missed the interview, check it out on our YouTube channel about what they need to do to make this team a better basketball team now.
3: You know, we've got two superstars in their prime. I think a big challenge is how do we improve them? That's going to be Doc's challenge and then the fit of the players around them uh, the other players around ben and, and joel how do we do that you know in a way that uh, you know unfortunately other teams aren't out there trying to figure out how to help us out other teams don't want to try to figure out but he mentioned we got to get players to
0: fit around ben and joel so it didn't sound as if i mean there's a lot of people spec. oh he liked the he, we talked about joel in his opening press conference well on our show he talked a lot about ben too
1: he did not nearly as much as joel but he did mention ben a couple times i'm not putting too much stock into it but it's in the back of my mind just in case
0: something does pop up in the future it's like ah that does make sense now he also brought this up about the biggest challenge that he has this offseason
3: probably the biggest challenge is yeah how do we upgrade because actually i think we're we're way better than was shown last year now a lot of people got down on the roster last year but ben was out in the playoffs i mean Ben is such a critical piece to this team that, you know, having him out is obviously going to make it really hard to get out of the first round of the playoffs. So I thought that was pretty unfair. Biggest challenge. How do we upgrade second? Like again, he, he brings up the whole thing is,
0: Hey, look, I got to figure out how to, and it's like challenge because I got to figure out how to get players around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Again, it doesn't sound as if he wants to, to 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 move those two guys
1: it you are right it doesn't sound that way but I do raise the question is this what a president and he was a GM in Houston is this what good presidents and GMs do They make sure that the stock seems to be rising. They talk about their players in this high way. We're just not accustomed to that here. Like, is this why Daryl Morey is so successful? He delivers a message that he wants Ben Simmons. He's so good. So then when he picks up the phone, there's more value in Ben? Maybe
0: that's why he said this.
1: Ben
3: and Joel, two stars in their prime, 24-26. I mean, that's what you dream in the NBA to have. I mean, and and most NBA teams would be dying to, to have either of them. So... We're going to build around them, and uh, you know, Doc and myself are, are going to put the right pieces around them.
0: Teams would be dying to have two guys like that. We're going to build around them. A little bit of me does
1: think that there's something happening. I'm, I'm not saying it's 100%, but I do feel like there's conversations behind the scenes. Daryl Morey, besides the Sixers, he's been leading the league when it comes to making all these trades. He was second in the league behind the 76ers, so he's been calling a lot of people. He's been trading throughout his career. I have something going on in my gut
0: that's saying he's definitely thinking about something behind the scenes. Oh, I think he definitely is. But he also brought up this. He made a comparison about Ben and Joel to a former Rockets tandem that he had.
3: This Philly team reminds me a lot of when I came to Houston with Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming. Um, It reminds me a lot. Actually, the players past the two superstars here in Philly are much better than in Houston. It took us a couple of years to build up the role players in Houston, and then unfortunately Yao and Tracy got hurt.
0: So we talked about, it reminds me a lot of those two guys, Yao Ming and Tracy, but it said, he said it took a long time to build the role players around them. The question for Mori is, does he feel like he has good enough role players and the ability to add some, to upgrade? Because he mentioned twice about upgrading.
1: I feel he sees, obviously he sees something because he's here for a reason. When he realized Philadelphia picked up the phone, he noticed that, hey, there is something here. But did you see the reports about how much he's getting paid? Yeah. That's another reason why he's here. And I got to give a credit. Over to $10 million a year. Josh Harris. Look, I mean, we've shredded the guy before, and I think it was very reasonable to do it. After hearing John Middleton speak, and after hearing the mindset of the Philadelphia Phillies, you got to tip your cap because it's not just what he paid to get Daryl Morey here. It's paying Brett Brown's contract. It's bringing in Doc Rivers and all of these assistant coaches. So, you know what? We shredded the guy before for certain decisions, but he's he paid some money
0: during this pandemic. Yeah, and by the way, he's paying Brett Brown a decent amount for the next two years. Right, to not even coach. That's right. All right, Uh Here's another thing that he gave a little bit. Is this another little
3: clue that Joe and Ben are going to be here? The fact that Duel and Ben both start as elite defensive players, that's like a much better place to start than starting as elite offensive players because it's actually much harder to convince these guys to be great defenders than it is to, to help improve offensively over time. So I like the starting point for both of them in that they're focused and that their focus and their where they're already is on the defensive end. So that's interesting. You know, he's saying these guys are already young players
0: that are already great defensive players. Normally, we're sitting here trying to teach guys to become better defenders. We could teach guys to be better offensive players, and I'm not saying that that's a hint that, hey, we're going to work with Ben on his offense, but the fact that he thinks that they can become better, that they still have room to grow offensively, I think we all know that. It is hard to teach these guys to want to defend, and that's one of
1: the reasons why I do defend Ben Simmons because I value the 1-5 through five defense that people don't because they're so fascinated with only scoring. And scoring matters, and the lack of his scoring is a problem, but there is another side to him. Remember he said, Doc told him, number one defense in the league, that's the goal. And then you go to the offensive side, if you're top 10 in offensive efficiency, now you're talking when it comes to success.
0: Yeah, Daryl Morey did say that.
3: Doc told me he's going to have the number one defense, so let's let's go. I'm excited about mm-hmm. that. And we just need to get that offense in the top ten, and now we're a championship contender. That, that's a formula for winning. That was their formula for winning in Boston with Doc in 08, number one defense in the league. I think offense was like eight or something.
0: Which, by the way, it's funny because I was talking about when Maury gets hired, there was a tractor saying about the style, and their defense in Houston was terrible. And he's saying, I'm embracing being the number one defensive team. Let's just get our offense in the top ten. We got the number one defensive squad, and then you have a top ten. That's the formula. I want to get your thoughts on this. When Doc got hired,
1: you know, he went through and he had a bunch of interviews and in one of the interviews I heard him say something about Ben Simmons and he said, "I am truly not concerned about the shooting." He's like, "I know everyone's thinking I'm crazy. I am not concerned about the shooting. If I look at our offense as a whole and we get top 10 efficiency as a team, I don't care who's doing it. As a team, we will be successful." How do you feel about that? Cuz that's pretty much saying Look, Ben has his struggles. We know that. It's about the team scoring, not so much him. It sounds great in theory, but who's going to pick
0: up those points? Right. I'm with you. I I questioned it a bit. I questioned the answer a bit. It's a fine answer if he feels like, okay, we can get 25 from Embiid. Well, if Richardson gave me 12 last year, I don't know what he gave, but I mean, if he gave me 12, can he get to 16? That's two more buckets, right? Can... Uh, Tobias go from whatever he was at what 18 can he get to 22 that's four buckets i mean that's uh, two buckets can those guys find a way to get two more buckets each okay then that takes the pressure off of Ben needing to be the guy to get four to six more buckets maybe you get Drew Holiday you replace Josh Richardson I love with Drew Holiday you're liking this Drew Yeah Holiday i, I do
1: i think if you, if you replaced Josh Richardson's role with Drew Holiday i think yeah, you'd better swap spot. those two guys yeah. but it doesn't do much for me well, if you let's say you get rid of Horford and Josh I think Richardson's Richardson. Richardson's a better
0: defensive player than Holiday.
1: Yeah, but I think Holiday gives you more offensively. So, so let's just say, let's not say a great shooter. You get rid of Horford. I am not you excited about a guy Richardson. who doesn't
0: add shooting. You are giving me another guy who's just a guy who has to really work hard to score. We can create off the dribble. Eh, it's not a strong suit, but it's not horrendous though. Like it, I mean, I am saying he's better than Richardson right. offensively. Yeah, but he still doesn't add the offense that this team lacks. Well, it's not the only move, so it's not like it would only be Drew Holiday. So let's say you get... You're getting greedy now. Drew well, Holiday and who else? Well, I think... it's like Brandon
1: Ingram. If you make those moves, <laughs> I think you would have to move other pieces <laughs> as well based off of money. No, not Brandon Ingram, but I, I'm just saying around. I mean, there's moves that you can make. So let's say you get rid of... Well, that have and a lot Richardson. of flex,
0: uh, cap flexibility. Right. Well, so. getting rid of one of the big contracts with for the Drew trade well, remember, could though, be the one. Yeah, but remember, you have to trade contract for contract. So if you're trading you got to match the contract, so you're not really helping your cap situation. You're just swapping talent. Well, you could take on people around, like, the three-way trades, I feel, is definitely going to be a
1: mix when we come to these contracts. I mean, that's how the NBA works sometimes when it goes to this degree of trades. You add that third team, and then it gets a little crazy, but that's what Darryl Morey can do. I mean, he's known to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, if they got Drew Holiday, I'm not going to be upset, but I'm not like, all right, they're now the favorite. No, I don't think so, but I think it's a step in the
1: right direction.
0: Drew, Ben,
1: and Embiid, and then you fix the other supporting cast with Tobias Harris. I think you're in a better spot than you
0: are now. Yeah, drew and basically replacing richardson yes
1: drew and getting rid of horford
0: somehow yeah i just again i go back to the same thing they're better yes where are they getting the who's shooting the ball that's what they're going to have to figure out right and that's why i'm not like yeah you're making that trade it makes you like you go from the six seed to maybe the four seed i don't know i mean maybe look they could be i said the other day i think they can make the finals as their ceiling but you're still going to have the same question the big problem of Who's shooting the three? Yeah, I'm not saying
1: that that fixes all issues. I just think it's a step in the right direction. Considering the alternative is staying put, I wouldn't be against maybe looking towards Drew Holiday because, you know, James Harden seems like a reach. Booker seems like a reach. Drew Holiday seems to be one that is definitely well, more yes, possible.
0: They're definitely putting him out there. Now, apparently he did not request a trade. They are putting him on the block. I you know, he's 31 years old now, too. That's another thing keep in mind. I think that's a good spot for that player, though, because he's not your best. He's he's your third, fourth guy outside
1: of, you know, what we have in Ben, Joel, Tobias. He's that third, fourth guy, 30 years old, 31.
0: That's fine age. Sports best brought to you by GMS Law. Make the right call. Four convenient locations to serve you online, gmslaw.com. All right, we told you we would update the poll question for you. Let's uh, get a little update on that. At the midway point of the season... The 3-4-1 and one Eagles are in first place and are the Vegas favorites to win the NFC East and host a playoff game. So, would you rather win the division or get a better draft pick? 77% say win the division. 22% get a better draft pick. I think that's changed as this season has gone on. Like, I think more people were like earlier, like, get a draft pick. Maybe they saw how bad the division is and now they think it is... Winnable? I don't know. Maybe we asked on a Monday when it was overreaction Monday, so their
1: Impossible. frustrations were pouring out then <laughs> more than
0: they are now. All right, Sports batch 97.3 ESPN. How about this Bears story? Matt and Aggie didn't think the quarterbacks who the Bears worked out this week would be able to join the team in time for Sunday based on the protocols. They're working quarterbacks out with the Bears because they're thinking, you gave me these two guys, Bowles and Trubisky, isn't there a Danucci out there that can replace these clowns? Well, the Cowboys aren't playing. <laughs> so maybe they can make a trade. Oh, man. If you, if Danucci got cut, would he got picked up? No, <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Although, that sidearm throw reminds a lot of people of Patrick Mahomes. That's yeah. what Cowingsworth said. Four plays, four plays into the game. This guy's getting compared to Pat Mahomes.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that's something he thought was happening in his life. Sports Pass Live, 97.3 ESPN The Five is next. There is more. Ready for competition. It's time for five questions. Three in and just man five. Number five, Lamar.
3: Now, you
0: think that? All right, let's get the five as we get ready to wrap up tonight's show. Don't forget tomorrow, it's a Sal Pal Friday. Chad Millman, Jeff Mosher, and a happy hour Friday with PT. All right, we'll throw these out at you. Did you go
1: with hasty, by the way, in your fantasy football? I haven't made my roster decisions just yet. Okay, well, the over-under 67 and a 67.5 for his rushing yards. Do you like it? Well, he's the only guy they have, so sure. Especially with the quarterback, you would imagine that they're going to run the ball more times than
0: not, right? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. I have him or James Robinson I got to decide on. It's a tough one. Robinson's playing Houston. They stink. Right. Yeah. Huh. You're going to be in a pickle tonight. Yeah, I got that problem all the time. My team's filled with a bunch of guys who are, like, right around each other. Will Nick Mullins throw a touchdown? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I mean, I got Jordan Reed back at tight end. Is, um... Ayuk's uh, I- I out because of the contact tracing. Man, that's a crazy story This is going to be an ugly game. It really is. He doesn't even have COVID, but he's contact tracing. Right. Rodgers, 280 and a half passing yards. Uh, 280, I'm going to have to go over because, they, I mean, he's going to have to throw all night. How about this? 12 and a half rushing yards for Aaron Rodgers.
1: I like the over. That's the underdog. The over's the underdog on that. sure he scrambles around. That's them. what I'm saying, right? Got to be the over. And then how about for the game? San Fran at home,
0: plus six and a half. I feel like everybody's going against San Fran, so I'm going to take them. That's a good move by you. You know, because Green Bay needs to show me more. Right. All right, that's our show. We're back tomorrow. Josh has game night coming up next. Andy McNamara talks a little NFL. Don't forget... Download the free mobile app.